May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In one of the many ironies of the Revised Common Lectionary, which is the, system, the schedule, the three-year schedule of readings that we stick to in the Episcopal Church, one of the ironies of it, the gospel passage I'm preaching about today is from what's called the farewell discourse in the Gospel of John. Jesus has just told his disciples that he's going to die, to be put to death really, and be taken from them. And the disciples, predictably, are having a lot of big feelings and generally wigging out. Just, you know, pretty much the usual when it comes to the disciples. Thank you, Diane. (laughs) It's tempting as a preacher and a pastor to put oneself into the place of Jesus and to put the church into the place of the community of disciples in the stories of the Gospels. It's especially hard for me today to resist that temptation because, like Jesus with the disciples, this is my farewell discourse to you. But while I am not Jesus, definitely not, and you are not the disciples of Christ sitting at table with him, breaking bread, and listening at his feet, we are still together in a situation that's pretty similar. And instead of putting us in the story, I'd like to see the ways that that story can parallel the moment that we're in. My favorite part about this gospel is that right in the middle of it, Jesus, I feel, takes a deep breath and says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Right in the middle of this big speech, it's like he's saying, calm down. It will be okay, I promise. And it feels like he's telling everybody there to just stop and take a deep breath, maybe count to five, and then to carry on. But Jesus isn't just talking about peace the way that we use the word when we talk about, say, world peace, or sharing a sign of peace, as we do after the prayers of the people. Jesus is talking about shalom, Yes, in Greek, in the Gospels, the word is Irene, but Jesus was a speaker of Hebrew and Aramaic, and he almost certainly said shalom to his disciples. Shalom is a Jewish concept that means so much more than just peace. Shalom comes from a root word, shalom. Hebrew is funny, it doesn't have vowels in its ancient written form, so When I say it's a root word, it shares the consonants. So it does sound very similar. It's just one vowel that's different. One of the first places in the Torah that shalom, or possibly shalom, we don't have the vowels, we don't really know, uh, the first place that it shows up is in the book of Exodus, when Moses is giving instructions to the people about what to do in case of theft. Shalom is what one is responsible to do, according to Moses if they were the ones who did the thieving. The thief must shalom. They must make it good. They must make full restitution to the person they hurt or restore what was lost. 
The ancient Hebrew meaning of shalom was to make something whole, and not just in practical restoration of things lost, but with an overall sense of making someone full and complete in mind, body, or physical estate. It's that sense of fullness, of completeness, and of well-being that is captured in shalom. Peace, as Jesus used it, is a blessing for his disciples. It's a way for him to pray that they may be full of well-being and inner peace, even in the midst of something really hard. That's the kind of peace that I want to leave with you, the people of grace. As one of my colleagues, who is also leaving her church this month, put it to me, our job as pastors is not to protect you, the church, from hard things. Rather, our job is to walk with you through them and to assure you that change is normal, even though it's hard, and that it will be okay. And even in the midst of change, that shalom can still be found therein. And this time we're all in is hard, not just as a congregation or in the cities and towns in which we live or even in the U.S. or the world. Everyone needs a little bit more shalom right now. On the streets of Israel, shalom is heard often. In modern Hebrew, shalom is used as goodbye, meaning something like, may you be full of well-being or May health and prosperity be upon you. But shalom isn't just goodbye. It's also used to say hello. How beautiful is it to wish someone peace, well-being, and wholeness as you greet and welcome them, friends and strangers alike. Today, then, is a shalom day twice over. While I am saying goodbye to you, we are also about to welcome our newest member. The life of the church is funny like that sometimes. Baby Jamie will be baptized today, the third generation of his family to have a relationship with this church. His grandmother Sally and his mom Claire are here today with us and his gathered family and friends. And while his grandfather is with God now, his earthly remains are just outside in the memorial garden. He's with us too. Jamie, let me be the first to tell you shalom. I wish you well-being, health, prosperity, and the fullness that comes from the love of God and the love of family. Shalom, I leave with you. Shalom, I give to you. Jesus' shalom, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is what is given through baptism a completeness, a oneness with God through Christ and the working of the Holy Spirit. That completeness will be granted today to Jamie. And we all have access to that shalom through our own baptisms and the vows that we made or others made on our behalf, the promises that Regina just taught us about. We'll renew those vows soon as a celebration and reminder of how great a gift of shalom we have received. I invite you all now to make your way to the baptismal font over here on this side of the church and to share in Jesus' shalom as we welcome baby Jamie 
James Allen Dorner, into the church and into the loving embrace of God. Amen.